1: with a great team from Pathfinder Wealth Management right here in the Rockford area. Joining me on the program is Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, retirement income planning specialists and the author of a couple of books as well. Barbara is the co-author of a couple of books, Roadmap for a Stress-Free Retirement and Remarkable Retirement. And Phil is the founder of Pathfinder and co-author of just too many books for me to mention. <laughs> He's got a lot of them. So guys, welcome in. How are you this week?
2: good doing, we're good doing well mark we're, we're trying to stay warm here we're in the midwest you know
1: yeah i hear you i uh, i used to live in the uh, chicago area when i was a little younger and i do not miss the winters i will say that <laughs> no. so yeah. uh, at the time of this podcast taping you guys are probably around what 10 12 degrees somewhere in that neighborhood
0: yeah, it's about 11 degrees 11. right now, so okay. it's like a heat wave, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, I won't tell you that, that it's 70 here and I'm in shorts. Oh, please don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm just being That's mean today. I know, to uh, I'm just being <laughs> mean today. Hey, listen, guys, we got a good topic this week to talk about on the program. So let's okay. see if we can jump into this and have a good conversation around the five dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement. You know, in many phases of life, our attitudes and mindsets obviously have a huge impact on where we go, what we do, and you know, how things kind of transpire, if you will. And retirement planning is certainly no different, right? So let's look at the five dangerous mindsets that can quickly sink your retirement if you're not careful to guard against some of these things And sometimes, you know, to look to your natural instincts. So we'll let you guys kind of chime in and tell us what you think on some of these. Complacency. Obviously, that's a big one. I'm sure you guys see this often in your practice, whether it's potential clients or people you're trying to work with. Sometimes it's easy to just kind of get blah with things and and not really make a move.
2: Yeah, you know, I'll take that one, Mark. That part is true. The first thing I think about when you mention that, though, is the case with do-it-yourselfers. Okay. They may have accumulated a nice retirement nest egg. They're not aware of other retirement areas like taxes, outliving their money. They're not really knowing how long their money is going to last. Maybe they have no estate plan. How much risk do they have in their retirement plan? You know, Are they allowing for things like sequence of returns risk, excess withdrawals, longevity? When do-it-yourselfers come in, uh, we meet do-it-yourselfers, they're used to accumulating the money. They're not used to the decumulation phase, which is spending your retirement savings, which is completely different. Right. And then the other kind of complacency is just what you had said, Mark. I'll worry about it tomorrow. (laughs) I've got time. They're procrastinators. We actually have people coming in wondering if they can retire within the same year or a couple of years of retirement. And then we have to give them the bad news if that's the case that maybe you're not going to be able to retire in a couple of years. It's going to take you a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But people don't know what they don't know, but they're afraid of acknowledging it. And a good example I think about is taking Social Security versus IRA withdrawals. Those are two important considerations, and I'm not seeing that they're ever looked at together, that they should be because of taxes. So there's, there's many considerations, but I, I think of both of those areas when I think about people being complacent.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think that you know, what complacency is, it's you know, the old Mexican word, minana, putting off you know, tomorrow what you can do today. And quite frankly, you know, we see a lot of people that come in and they have underfunded their retirement. And part of the problem has been that, you know, well, yes, they've had a lot of bills throughout their lifetime, putting the kids through school and so forth, but they never really put themselves first. And one of the big uh, sayings that I I use in my practice is, you know, pay yourself first and every part of the dollar that you ever make is yours to keep. And so you have to start young and you have to start when uh, time could be on your side and percentages can work in your favor don't wait till it's too late and don't be an underfunder. Make sure that you have your, your retirement funded properly.
1: Well, we're talking about the five dangerous mindsets, and complacency certainly is one of those. You know, and Barbara, you mentioned DIYers and something that kind of popped into my head, and there's nothing wrong with doing that by any means, and it's much easier to do during the accumulation phase of our life. But over the last 10 years, we've been in this bull run and everybody's a genius at that point, right? (laughs) It's much easier to do that whenever there's a, you know, all those things going on that are kind of going uh, well versus when things are in a downside. And so we've even, you know, come across people who are advisors who've been advisors for less than 10 years and all they know is an upside. So you want to make sure that you're talking with someone who understands both sides of the equation and can help you kind of get over some of that complacency and also overconfidence. That's another dangerous mindset, which I think, you know, the DIYers could also find themselves in because it has been a fairly, you know, successful 10 years.
0: All right, Mark. Well, I'll take that one. And, you know, the definition of overconfidence is having too much confidence or excessive confidence. But Really, I'd like to kind of redefine that word and and call it misplaced confidence. In other words, you know, the confidence is kind of heading in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a couple of examples here in our particular world. You know, one is retirees from a a company. An example of overconfidence could be where an employee has piled tons of money into a 401k plan and it's gone into the company's stock. And maybe they've been with the company for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. Uh, They had a daily knowledge of what what the company was doing, manufactured the product, its its services, its markets, and so forth. But now they're retired, and they're away from the company. And so we've seen people having just gobs of money in these particular stocks, and and they still think that they have their hand on the pulse of the company. And quite frankly, it's not true. Things can happen very quickly. And so that's overconfidence or misdirected confidence there. They're under-diversified. The other example is where we have children who have received inheritances from their parents where they've received uh, large amounts of stock. Maybe mom and dad were very good in choosing stocks and uh, the kids know very little, if anything, about stocks. But you know what? The mindset is mom and dad knew what they were doing and we're going to continue to uh, place our confidence in their particular choices, even though they've been gone many years. And, of course, you know, we've seen what, was, what has happened with, with stock like General Motors. That was a big example. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, and so that's misplaced confidence as well. And, you know, my own personal life, you know, I had a German grandmother who, you know, didn't trust banks. In fact, when she died, we found that all of her money was in her girdles. In her closet. And, yeah. and uh, you know, because they placed all their money in German banks. And when the Great Depression came in after World War I, they lost everything. So these are what we call money demons. You know, Uncle Charlie lost all of his stocks in the Great Depression and the stock market crash in 1929. And so, therefore, you know, you never want to place your money in stocks. Well, our prescription is to examine what we call the empirical evidence as opposed to the anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence is very uncertain. It's based on personal experience or, you know, just basically uh, recommendations from friends. Empirical evidence, though, is based on what we call science. It's financial science in this case where we can uh, test and we can prove certain types of theories and we have predictable outcomes. And a lot of people are not aware of financial science. And quite frankly, Wall Street doesn't want to really let the uh, the public know much about it because, you know, it's called money in motion. As long as you're, you're moving money in and out, they're making money. And so, you know, your financial success is kind of secondary to their purpose. But financial science and the empirical evidence is what we recommend. So, Barb, what about you? What are you... Uh, have you seen this overconfidence in investors?
2: Oh, sure. But again, you know, I always get back to what, is, what are the goals of the money? What's the big picture? What is the big picture view? Because it's more than just about money, especially when you're facing retirement issues. There's so many other issues to be concerned about. And one of those big things is taxes.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: No, definitely. And that's uh, so cute about the story there that you had, Phil. My own grandmother was kind of the same way. They had the hat boxes that they used to have all different kinds of hats that they would uh, yes. the ladies would have. Yep. And mm-hmm. she would put it all in the hat boxes inside the hat so like if you just open the lid of the hat box you didn't necessarily see the money you had to lift up the hat and see underneath it and uh, when she passed it was the same thing so she was hiding a lot of the stuff in there as well and so yeah there's a lot of things that can factor into how we perceive things how we do things how we relate to things and we're talking about dangerous mindsets the five dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement complacency was one two was overconfidence. three is fear and of course our mainstream media certainly does nothing to make fear any less. They try right. very hard. I mean, you think back just to the end of December of 2018, we carried on about how awful it was and it was a rough December. Absolutely. But it seemed to be less information about how good January was as opposed to how bad December was. So fear hmm. can definitely take over. Do you think?
2: Yes, I do. I, I'll take that one, Phil. Fear sells. <laughs> let's face Exactly. It the media. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, um, but fear in retirement is, is a danger. It's fear of the unknown. Many people know they don't have enough money for retirement, but they're afraid to face it. And there's so much bad advice out there that they're also scared. So who do they turn to? Who do they trust? And that's the downside of the Internet. So if they Google something, there's too much information out there, and oftentimes it can be inaccurate. When I think of inaccuracies, I think about if you're going to Google Social Security and maximizing. Well, some of those benefits, most of those benefits are gone as of 2015, yet they're still out there giving people the impression that that's current advice, and it's just not. Mm. And they listen to co-workers and neighbors and their friends and relatives and the, by the time they're done with all those, they're more confused than ever. And what do you do when you're confused? You do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But the funny thing is that that circle of people that they um, ask their coworkers and neighbors and so forth, they think are professionals. And the people that are giving them advice also think so as well. They know how to do it all. But the one thing to remember is that your situation is completely different than theirs. Most likely is. When you hear someone explaining financial products and retirement issues, I hear more often than not, and they're wrong. I don't see people coming into our office too often that can explain exactly what they're in and why. So what's the answer to all this? Well, call and make an appointment with a qualified retirement planning specialist. You can give us a call. We're at 815-399-9806, and that'd be a complimentary consultation. But talk to more than one and don't make decisions at the first appointment. Know all of your numbers when you do go in to see someone. 401k balances, all your money outside of retirement accounts, social security statements, and most important, your annual expenses. So take the first step to overcome your fear because not knowing isn't going to help you in retirement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good advice there. Uh, Phil, do you have any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I remember uh, what President Roosevelt said. And by the way, I wasn't there when he said it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've been in the business 40 years. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the only thing we have to fear is about is fear itself. But, you know, the, the thing about fear is that there are some things that you need to be afraid of, quite frankly. You know, there should be the fear of underfunded in retirement. Mm-hmm. There should be a fear of not being uh, diversified properly. There should be a fear of what you hear in the media and disregarding what you hear mostly. There should be other fears that are, are well-founded fears, but those are fears that we can help guard against. And so I think that, you know, there are fears and there are legitimate fears But at the same time, we need to face our fears. And that's primarily what we bring up to our clients is that there is this possibility of this happening. So be prepared. Here is plan B to counteract that particular situation if it comes up so that you can sleep at night with a a uh, well-constructed plan.
1: Well, you're listening to The Retirement Pathfinder, and we are talking about the five dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement with Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, Retirement Income Planning Specialists at Pathfinder Wealth Management, 815-399-9806. If you have some questions or concerns about your own mindset, come in and have a conversation. Or if you know someone who is uh, struggling and needs some help, maybe uh, needs a second opinion to Barbara's point, go ahead and give them a call and come in and have that chat. You can also find them online at PathfinderWealth.com. That is PathfinderWealth.com. A couple more here for our five dangerous mindsets. We've got two more to go. Cynicism, guys. That's
0: another place where we can certainly get ourselves into trouble. What do you see there? Now, let me take those last two, Mark, okay. cynicism and despair, and they're kind of connected. In fact, if I were to kind of, I would rearrange the order first and I'd say, well, you'd have despair first and the despair will lead to cynicism. Okay. And so what is cynicism though? You know, it's really, it's an inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest. You know, they're extreme skeptics and, you know, they're always looking for the catch. They're looking for the gotcha. They're looking for the scam, you know, too good to be true the glass is always half empty rather than right. half full. And quite frankly, to be truthful, some of their attitudes are well-deserved. You know why? Because we're living in the era of Bernie Madoff. They're the Bernie Madoffs among us. And so they've experienced maybe firsthand some of these particular tragedies during their lifetime. And so they are somewhat cynical. They're skeptical and they're cynical. They're questioning. And I think that's not a bad thing. You can have well-placed cynicism, but it's a tough particular attitude to overcome. And, um the problem with people that have a cynical attitude is that, you know, the stock market has crashed or it may crash and they become victims. And here's how they become victims. When they see something like this happen. OK, it's usually promoted by somebody. You know, maybe the crisis du jour is promoted and it feeds upon the cynics fear. And of course, voila, that particular promoter has a solution. They present usually a solution, whether it's buying real estate or it's buying an annuity or it's buying uh, gold, you know, and and none of these things are wrong in and of themselves. But what they're doing is they're playing upon the fear of the cynic. They're reinforcing that fear rather than educating people about things. And so we've got a real problem in our industry in, in that they are basically trying to promote fear. And that's not the correct approach when we're dealing with the public. We need to basically show people how to overcome their fear how to get out of that cynic attitude, that cynicism that they have. And that way, you know, they can open up the world to themselves for success as an investor. The other thing that we look at, too, is I'm going to go right into despair because despair is somewhat connected with this. And the person that's in despair is one that has basically given up. You know, they have thrown in the towel or they're close to it. They've had an attitude that maybe all is lost uh, I've missed my chance. You know, life has passed me by or I've I've been dealt a bad hand. You know, I I'm getting depressed just explaining these things, Barb. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, woe is me, you know. And so, you know, it's hard to reason with folks like this because, you know, at this point their emotion has overcome their logic or their reasoning. And so, you know, whether it's despair in the area of finances, they can have despair in the area of their job or politics or the government, you know, there's different areas where people have despair over these things. And, you know, worst possible thing they can do is turn on the television, you know, and and mm-hmm. see the financial news. And their attitude now is, if it bleeds, it leads. And so, they're going to give us the worst case example. And then, of course, the the person that has despair is going to sit back and say, see, I told you so. I knew it was going to happen this way. I, I always knew it was going to uh, amount to this. And so politicians are always crooks. You know, The markets are never coming back. And so the bottom line is that you know emotions do trump reason and the rationale. And, and so it's going to take a powerful amount of coaching or nurturing with a client to get them back on track to look at their plan again and, and get away from this despair. And so that would... Prevent them from becoming cynics about these things, and so we want to make sure that that they do if they 're willing to keep their mind open and to listen to us as their trusted advisor or their coach, you know they can overcome the despair and This happens a lot. This happened in two thousand and eight it happens at other times when markets are down. They look at what maybe they're not making in their portfolio. They become, you know, getting despair about something. And so we have to remind them, this is not a short-term arrangement. This is a long-term investment because you're going to live 20, 25, 30 years in retirement. And so, you know, we always tell our clients, you know, you don't need to know everything there is to know about investing to be a successful investor, but just the right type of things. And there's only a few things that you really need to know about to be a successful investor. And so for those people that we're speaking to now, either our clients need to come back in, we need to reinforce that particular plan, that particular attitude. But if you're not a client of ours, you need to be one, because what we're going to do is we're going to help you focus on the things that are going to make you a successful investor long term, and some of those right kind of things. So don't be a cynic, don't be in despair. Those are two mindsets can sink your success as an investor. Barb, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think that the media, it just excels all those thoughts too. If you're in despair or you're cynical, it's just, you know, turn off the news is what we tell our clients. Because when you have a plan, you're going to look at, uh, the plan is for 30 plus years in retirement. So what's important is what's going to happen with you in the next 10 years, 20 years or 30 years, not the next 20 minutes or the next two days or the last two days in the stock market.
0: Well, you know, the other thing too, I want to add one more climate to this is that, you know, people say, well, gosh, you know, I've only got... I'm 85 years old, I've only got five more years or 10 more years to live, You know why am I concerned about long-term? Well, the question is, what's gonna to happen to your wealth when you're gone?
2: Yeah. You're
0: not gonna take it with you, but you've gotta basically transfer your thought process to your heirs, to your children, to your grandchildren, teach them well how to preserve and enhance that legacy that you're gonna uh, leave to them. And so that's part of the educational process we wanna to bring to our clients is making sure they they know that this is not their money forever. This is gonna to go to somebody else and those people need to be prepared in handling that money properly
2: yep a good plan
1: well, absolutely a good plan goes a long long way and if you do need help reach out to the team at pathfinderwealth.com that is pathfinderwealth.com or just give them a call at 815-399-9806 815-399-9806 You've been listening to The Retirement Pathfinder We certainly appreciate your time on the podcast As always, make sure that you check them out online Uh, Listen to past episodes Share it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify Various other outlets And uh, make sure that you're always doing the right things for yourself Have those conversations, to Barbara's point Talk to multiple people if you need to But definitely get a second opinion Or if you don't have an opinion at all, certainly come in and have a conversation Mm -hmm. And the team is here to help 815-399-9806 Guys, thanks for uh, coming along with me today here on the five dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Mark.
0: It's a pleasure. Thanks, Mark.
1: We'll be back for another edition on the Retirement Pathfinder podcast. So make sure you stay tuned in and enjoy these podcasts by again, going to the website, pathfinderwealth.com. We'll talk to you next time.